This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? What's the what's the happenings lately? Life is pretty good. I'm uh I'm going to visit my sister and brother in Dallas next weekend. It's gonna Look be my first you. trip in a bit. Hoping to get half as good as tan as you would have. So <laughs> Working well, out. I, I, I wish you luck there. I don't know if you're going to do it in one weekend, but uh, this is this is months of work at this point. But uh, that's going to be a fun trip. That's fun. I didn't know your sister was in Dallas. Yeah, in the pandemic, my sister and her family and my I have I have, I have five sisters. So now <laughs> one so, of my sisters, the one oh my sister Naomi, who's been on this podcast, she went to Dallas. Doctor Bernstein is lives in Dallas now with her husband and three kids, and my brother also moved there because his wife's family lives there, um, and they're also there. So well, I'm excited that- to. That's great for you to have two siblings move to one place. You can bang them out in one trip. That makes things easier on you, which is all we care about as an audience. We're Team Jordana. But also, it's funny that I was like, your sister moved, and I was only thinking of that. I guess I was thinking of, I could be thinking of three different sisters, knowing that you have five siblings. But Five sisters. Three brothers. Oh, my God. It feels like the number gets bigger every time we talk. It stays the same, but um, yeah, I, I you know, there's always another one lurking like around the corner. What made them? <laughs> what made them move to Dallas? Just like better living type of deal. They were like, let's. I get think better, better cost of living. Um, like my sister is a therapist, so she can really work from wherever. And her yeah. husband had recently sold his business. Um, Good for. And them. then, um, yeah, my brother's wife's family lives there, so I think they were always thinking about it. And the pandemic just really, like, you know, kind of feels like a great time to like explore your options. Freed people up, and I will say this: mm-hmm. I can never stop watching. What uh, there's a TikTok video that I can't stop watching, and it's this is what this amount of money will get you in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's for houses like it's like the it's like a version of Zillow porn where it's like it, it, it basically it's like I, I, I like it's on my algorithm all the time. Yeah. It's like you want 300 grand in uh, in Dallas, Texas. And it's like, oh, my don't even show me. But then I'm like, I can't stop watching. Right. It's kind of like when you realize that you like paid way too much for like clothing items just on sale or <laughs> yeah or a house obviously and well, i mean maddie is from texas who's runs our instagram account and also produces yes. a podcast so she'll have to give me some um some tips about where to where to go some suggestions yeah well that's yeah. great i uh you're gonna have a fun time everyone's starting to travel a little more and do a little bit more and inch their way out and kind of take their toes and put them in the water and then they get down to their, you know, it, we're all kind of doing that little, that, that little inch by inch, you know, uh, day by day thing, which is really nice. I, I, and I have to say like right now, there's just so many changes, so many different things going on that 
this is the time for this podcast. I, I don't know yeah. who you guys know or who you are talking to on a daily basis, but it's time to spread the word. I mean, I tweeted this out today, Jordana, but I don't think there's ever been more obstacles on a first date than there have been right now. Like as far as that like, was a great tweet. Yeah, social stuff, right? Yeah. Like right. you can there's on a first date and someone responded with a with a comment. Like so I I was saying like on a first date, you could hypothetically have vaccinations, Middle East conflict, uh police brutality, uh protests, politics all come up on a first date pretty reasonably like and and someone was like you should never ask someone about their medical history i was like i'm not saying you should <laughs> when i, I did like, that tweet about that that got like that was the big criticism like it's none of your business it's like it's it's one of the one it's a joke and yeah <laughs> <laughs> well also hypothetically like but that is actually what we're talking about we're saying that on a first date this could come up and you're going to learn whether this person's the match for you very quickly based on these topics. So like if someone right. is someone that's like, you should never ask. And the guy's like, have you been vaccinated? Like you're not a match. That's okay. Right. Well, that's a good point too. It's like not only like their opinions on these things, but their opinions on whether or not you can even speak about these things are also very telling. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I thought that tweet was great. Um, I liked it on Instagram and Twitter, so you Thanks. know, so you know, up. you know, it's legit. Um, but I know you have some news to share. Um, so I want to open the the floor to that discussion. Man, this in a non awkward really... way as possible, <laughs> which I already did. I already did it awkward. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean, t we talk a lot about personal stuff on here. I mean, we talk about dating and relationships, so obviously our personal lives come up. So I just wanted to, you know let people know I, I I and it's weird like I, right, even right now I'm making this more awkward than it needs to be but it's, like, a, I, it, I, it's a weird topic to talk about publicly I think it, I hope the audience gives us some grace and how we and how we get it out sure. um I, well Jess and I have broken up um it's been very difficult I ended the relationship um uh just for no reason other than it just wasn't the match for me and I, that even even saying that sounds so much more harsh than I want to be because this is someone I love and care about and formed an amazing relationship with and and also like I have to acknowledge like the other party isn't here to like have this discussion with me so right I don't want to sound like like this wasn't because I have a platform and we talk about dating and right you have like an unfair almost like outlet for uh, an outlet for support I guess right I, I or people could see me as. Like, I don't want to sound in any way heroic because that's not what breakups are about. Like, I, I and that's not mm -hmm. what, and, and I'm in an uncomfortable position because, like, again, also, like, I don't, cons you know, I'm nobody, you know, like, in, in my mind. To someone listening at home, even that sounds like it's, you know, I'm trying to be humble, but I'm like, I know we have a big platform and we have a huge audience, but, like, you know, I don't think of myself as like I don't like you see those like articles in People magazine of like so right. and so breaking this isn't up. The and like, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Jennifer Aniston um, by, love triangle, but <laughs> we do have close. we do have an audience. Yes, um, and we and, talk about these things. Yeah, and I think um, I mean it's tough I, in this situation. I think to to go beyond the the fourth wall a little bit here of to talk about 
your personal life when there's someone else involved, when when you have to respect someone else's privacy. Um, when again, like you said, they're not here to like tell their side of the story. Like every sure. every story has has two sides. So I think we want to let the audience in on what's going on, but also like respect that you're, you know, or, or yeah, let them know that, that this is your this is basically just your point of view. The, absolutely. This is just mm -hmm. my point of view. And also, I'm like only going to talk about myself. Like there's nothing like this is a great person, beautiful person that I, that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason I was with them. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to like, you know, there, there's like this thought of like, you know, are you making the biggest mistake of your life? Are you taking a right? onto a road that takes your life down a bad path. I don't like to think that way, but right. that does cross your mind. Like I'm like, I'm a, I'm a believer and everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for the best, like at some point. Um, and it's been hard because I, you know, you, again, like you go from like having someone in your life every day to like, not like that's difficult. Yeah, and I would imagine. Yeah. You, I feel a lot of guilt because, you know, I, I was heading that way, you know, like I was there for it. Like I was enjoying being in a couple like cool. in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess from the audience perspective, who wants to know, you know, what happened or why, why you decided to end it. I mean, the most I could say about that is just that I wasn't there. And I'm like, you know, and if not now, when? And, you know, um, you know, I, I don't want to be ever be that person that's like, like I, and I've met these people before and I, I don't want to be that person that's like, I guess it's time. Like I, like I, I, like you hear that from certain people and you go, uh, uh I don't want to be that guy, you know, like, and right. You know, like, and there's an excitement level that I want to have that. And, and also this, a lot of this probably has to do with my own issues, you know, like my own, like. Mm -hmm commitment stuff and my own like you know we had logan yuri on the podcast and she was like a really good per you know that was a really good interview because i'm like she brings up a lot of like practical points like if not now what you know what are you looking for what what's this ghost you're looking for and i don't know and it's like i i and i feel horribly because i'm it, there is another thing and like this relates to like a lot of people who like go through breakups or have someone end something and just say they're just not the match. And you go, and I do feel like I'm turning on the lights at the party. Like I'm like, I'm like, okay, everybody out of here. Like I'm the, the bad guy. It feels like, and all you know, in this situation, because I'm like, I'm kind of like someone, everyone's dancing and I'm like, all right, enough already. I'm going to, we got to go. Right. We got to well, end this. And it's like, that's, that's hard for me because like, I could just kept going and been, I, I guess good. like good. Yeah. yeah. But do we want to be, you know, is right. That is there always, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this brings up so many questions of just like relationships in general. And I think, I mean, what happened with you guys is in some ways, a lot of women's greatest fear. I mean, like it's, it's interesting. You hear these, <laughs> even if you're married, I mean, it could happen when you're married too. When you're like, Oh, yeah. like, this feels good. Maybe there's something that feels better. I don't know. I don't, it's like the, un, the unknown I think is like the terrifying thing. 
the question of like why is not always especially in this kind of situation where there's no like no one did anything like extremely terrible no one like wronged someone in like some very clear obvious way i think the question is that that makes it so much harder to like explain i'm sure for you to explain or for yeah just kind of yeah. like a, a feel because the feeling of like i just didn't know is like a it's a really it's a hard thing to get closure from yeah and you know you want to give mm -hmm. the closure and it's like but then there's also this element of like there's nothing i'm gonna like say like if i look back i could like look back at like scenarios and things or i'm like oh maybe like if i look back i there's a lot of times i just wish i was a little bit less of a pacifist a little bit more mm -hmm. like owning the things that like make me happy owning like maybe even like the little things that i was like ah that's not a big deal like right and 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 we could have hashed those out and i think the biggest response was that i you know the biggest thing that like if I was to look at it from the other side is like, I didn't really give a chance, you know, there's, there's kind of for the person I, to I, like to meet you where you, to say where you were needed to be. And then for them to meet you there. Exactly. And that's probably the biggest thing that I, you know, I, because it's like a choice of one or the other. You're like, you're in, and some, and some people listening would disagree with this, but I, this is, uh, you know, there's my, th my, my personal feeling was like, you know, some people are like, well, you work on it. And it's like, I kind and, and or you let the person know so that they can work on it or whatever. So and I'm right. saying they like us. And I don't I don't mean like it, it, any problem is a we problem. It's not that I yeah. would never like. Um, well, at what point? I guess at what point in a relationship is that is that necessary? Because you have to think like, I mean, if the first three, three months of dating someone, if you're if you're feeling that way, obviously like there may not be a match for you, but like. Mm -hmm. At a certain, like, I guess it's like, at what point do you give the person the, like, do you tell the person that you want them to change in this way and then hope that they meet you there versus sort of just saying, well, we're two different people and it's not going to be a match. Yeah. I guess there's a point of like, you know, I'll use the word selfish. Like I'm being mm -hmm. selfish, like in my mind, I guess I'm, I like in whereas I don't want to get at a point in life down the road where you can't be selfish because and you have kids or because you have, you have kids, other responsibilities, house together, right, other yeah. responsibilities. Like, you know, like, you know, and this is happening for a lot of people in the pandemic. You're, you know, you're talking about your sister moving to Dallas. Like that, that's like a, we're getting out of here. We, we have made a decision for whatever reason we made the decision, but it's right. like, and, but that has to be done with the, with the, the whole group. You know, and I'm at an age where it's like, I do want to get married. I do want to be in a, like, you know, my parents have been together. How, you know, they're still together. I want that. So yeah. I there's a little bit of like, you know, fear that like, you're not going to get to that. That I think that also plays in where you're like, I see how hard it is for them sometimes where I'm like, okay, I need it all to be perfect. And it's like, it's never going to be perfect. So like, you know, you got to like talk it out in some sort of therapy and figure you out like, what you like. where they're at though. Aren't you not like, do you feel like your parents have a strong marriage? Of course. But I, I, you know, I just know it's hard, you know, like uh, you can have a strong marriage and yeah. know that like you look at them and you go, Oh man, I, I just gotta, 
make sure I get to that. And even that is hard to do. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, I do, and I think a lot of people like feel like they're like, they're kind of living, you know, trying to live up to something that might not be even be possible. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell, like, how do you know when you're at the peak of like it's relationship peak? Like this is as good as it gets. And they're like, right. obviously, when, especially when you're past that, like honeymoon stage of the first two years, like it's, I think it, that's something where it's hard to tell, like, you know, is this incredible or could it be better with someone else or could it be more of a match with someone else? Um, but I do think it's, I mean, I think it's a little interesting. I do feel like in a long-term relationship, women, and I don't want to just, like generalize for all the genders, but a lot of the women that I know who have been in long-term relationships and wound up breaking up with, with the, the guy they were with in heterosexual relationships were kind of like, all right, like I, I want to wake this work. Like, so they're, they're like to the guy, like, please change, please change, please change. And mm-hmm. then the guy doesn't change. And then, event, then finally they're like, I can't do this anymore. And they break up with them, but they like, don't really want to, but they, they do it. Cause they've been like trying to do that. And I do think for a lot of men, it does kind of feel like, and I've heard this again, and this is anecdotally, I don't have any research to back this up, sure. but I do feel like with <laughs> a lot of guys- That's how we do things on this podcast anyways, yeah. That I know they'll date, they'll date women like a few years or, uh, you know, many, many years. And then it kind of, it does kind of feel like out of nowhere to the women that they're being broken up with, but the guys have had these thoughts, but they don't, they're not like, they don't necessarily want the person to change. They just don't think they're the right long-term partner for them. And I wonder why, yeah. if, you, if you have a sense of like, why guys are what might be more hesitant to share those things i i don't know i, I mean I guess ter- like- the, the idea of it and i cut you up is, is just like kind of terrifying in the sense that like i could be with someone think we're great together think we're headed in this direction or that we're already married and, and we're doing well and they could sort of like secretly be planning their you know <laughs> escape and I, and, <laughs> and i don't want to make it so that's not and not you know, that that's the, what the it is, but you know planning. what I mean. And I understand what you mean. I think like you know, a lot of that has to do with like, you know, as as bad as this might sound, that that has to do with guys have no clock. A lot of guys are not on this schedule, um, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, let me just work with the one I got. You know, like I think that's like right. an element of that. You know, and that's not all of it, but that's an element. Um, and I. That's a good you know, point. And I mean, I didn't even think of it from that angle, but that that I think could explain a lot of it. And that's a yeah, that's like a societal thing, you know, like where you mm-hmm. go. All right. Like and, you know, the other thing is like I there's nothing to like like I don't really come from this idea of like there's anything to like fix about someone else. Like like I think like a lot of guys get put in that position where it's like well, if I could get them to dress this way and I can get her like, I don't think that's ever how I've thought of dating someone. Like if, ah, if I can just get them to like, you know, just take care of their eyebrows, then we'd be totally good. Well, like, I, I and that's a like a lot of women. It's like, if I could just get him to be more sensitive, if I could just sure. get him to, you know, put more of an effort into like making me feel a certain way. I don't, I think that's, I mean, obviously there's levels of, of physical stuff too. But, no, but I, I I use the yeah. physical stuff as like the jokey mm-hmm. version of it. Like it it mm-hmm. does like sensitive maybe, and, and like you know I I think like that goes into the the like the subject of difficult conversations. Like, hey, I'm not getting what I want, and you know, 
in my relationship, like that, you know, I don't think like I think a big part of things I need to work on is being like a lazy dater and like being somewhat of a workaholic and, you know, th- you know, basically like every night is a night to go do shows and go go to work and go do things. And, you know, the pandemic made that easier to like not have to do. But then it like grows in other ways to like try and make myself feel right. That feeling like, of still wanting to progress and move forward in the world is still there, even if you're unable to, which probably makes it even worse if you're someone like you who's out every night doing that. Yeah. Now you're on your phone doing stuff while other, you know, while you could be doing a date night, you know, or doing whatever. Like, and, and, you know, other stuff being like TikTok, you know, like it's not like I'm like, you know, or like, uh, or just being distracted by trying to figure out ways to keep things growing and moving forward. And again, like a lot of this is going to be me rambling. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to say the right thing. I'm just trying to say the thing that like I feel. And I, you know, I feel a little bit, I, again, like the feelings I've had are like guilt and because I'm like, you know, someone was there for me. Someone was ready to be with me and supported me hundred percent. And I'm kind of just being like, you know, I'm the one kind of flickering the lights time to go. And Mm -hmm. I also feel like, you know, this podcast and what we talk about makes it like, I, I knew like having read emails that are similar to my situation. And from the, from the other side, it's like, you kind of feel like you've heard all the, you you know the hurt that you're doing to someone like in. Yeah. I mean, breakups are incredibly hard. They feel like incredibly personal, even, and I mean, obviously they are to an extent, but I think a lot of the times it's about, it's about the person, the person doing the breakup. It's about their own thing. And it, it, it can, it can, it can feel hard to like pull that apart or it can feel hard to move on without getting a sense of like, this is the exact thing that I could have changed or done differently to like have not caused this pain on myself. But I think a lot of the times there is no real answer to that. You're never really going to figure that out. And if, even if you did, I don't know if it would actually help. Yeah. And if I had, if I had done those things early on, maybe we wouldn't be at this point right now. Like, and you know what I mean? Like if I had looked at uh, the Mm -hmm. person been like, Hey, I have real issues here. And if I, had, you know, and I'm like one of those people, like, I mean, I make uncomfortable moments. I make jokes like, and like, that's not always the best form of communication. Like you might think you're saying something, but it's a joke and you both laugh at something that maybe you're not, you're actually trying to communicate. Like, right. And that's not a good say. Right. In an uncomfortable situation, you would sort of like, you're saying like make a joke about it and sort of diffuse it instead of saying like, Hey, this is actually like something that's really bothering me. Yeah. And I think it also comes down to like confidence too. Like I, I would never be like, is my problem a problem? You know, like I think like that's another thing where you go, I think we, when you get in a relationship it's, and we talk about this with dating, like it's a very, like you're alone. You don't have another, you know, person's dating app to look at, to see if your conversations match up. You don't have another, like, you can't feel someone's feelings like, you know, everyone always says like, when you know, you know, like that's a big thing that's annoying to hear when you know, you know, and it's like, right. But you only know. And once you know, 
You know, you're like, is this me knowing? Is this me knowing? And is this the feeling, or by do I have indigestion? You like, yeah. You, you know, you don't know I mean, the difference. It's just, I don't know yeah. the answer to that. Um, I mean, I went through something similar with Mike. I, I think before, and I've talked about it on this podcast before we got engaged. And coming from the other end of it, that can feel like incredibly personal. Um, mm. And I mean, in my case, obviously, like he got there and he was excited and now like you know he's obsessed with me but of course (laughs) (laughs) no i mean but i think there there was a sense in that from my end too of like should he just like immediately obviously know this in the way that i like in the way i feel i do um although obviously like as a rational person i understand like the there's no like absolutes Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is tough. It's a, it's tough to say like, you know, is there like a person that's the number one best fit for me out there that I like need to hold out and wait for, or like, is this really, really good? Or does it like, yeah. And, but then that also gets to like, you know, to the subject of like, what's the ultimate part. And it's like, mm-hmm. there are things that you go, I, you know, and over time that you go, I actually need this one thing. You know, like I need mm-hmm. this one thing or I need that two things. And it's like a, a lot of that is like being confident enough in yourself and know and knowing those things. And right for you, know, you. And for you, nothing gives me naked confidence, like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, 
plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. I really do think that like, you know, having fun in a relationship is a big part, you know, is everything. You want to have fun with your partner, but like then you have to like, there's also practical things that work into and it's like, it's not just fun on the couch. Like it's, there's a whole life that you're trying to get to. And I think, you know, when you're younger, like I have a lot of like, um, I'm a little jealous, like the younger, like my friends who got married younger, like they kind of like, you know, they, they were like, uh, like if you get married younger, I think you're like kind of growing together, you know, like, well, it could happen that way. Or you could sure. realize, I mean, I think there's or you two grow ways, apart. right. Or you're like, Oh, I, you're a totally, we're both totally different people than we were when we got married. And like, totally shouldn't have jumped into that. Or well, you could be like, Oh, we're changing. We, we, it's tough, but we like make it through to the other end. Yeah. You're like, I, I kind of think of it as like two different colored silly putties, like getting smushed together. Like those couples, like at one point, you know, when couples look alike, they kind of like <laughs> interweave and become one person. Like they even call it shared brain where it's like when you're with someone, like you kind of give away memories of yours to your partner because they take they hold on to those memories so you don't have to and like you see that with couples and with young couples as and i think like you know i'm i'm 36 like it's on my mind that i want but then you go like you're you're kind of like as you get older you're like non-negotiables i think grow like i think they like you know yeah and you get used to you become this like weirdo like i feel like you know like i'm like a, um, and again, I'm rambling a lot, but I, and I, and this is all in an effort to like kind of relate to the audience while also like, I'm looking to like, look at myself in the mirror. Like, it's like, how do I do better for me? Like, and not hurt someone, you know, like, and how, right. and you know, how do I, uh, kind of go forward with, you know, and because again, like to go back to something we were talking about before, like. I am looking to be in a serious relationship and it's like, you know, the idea of like working on it. It's like, well, I don't know another year of working on it, you know, like I, and then I get an hour, a year working later, on, like working on your, like the relationship, the relationship that you were in, that you're in that right. say like, well now we're a year later. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the one on the clock at that point. You know, like I, I do feel a little bit of like, you know, if not now, I, I, I can't stick around for when, you know, I don't know. Right. I mean, I think that in that sense, you really do, you do the other person a favor, favor by me. Any, I feel like any decisiveness in that sort of situation is really doing that person a favor because it, it is not fair to let someone kind of like live in a limbo yeah. world with you. So I think it can also, it can sometimes the more hurtful, thing is is the the it can feel like the more hurtful thing is to make the decision and put someone through pain but actually like if you think about it in the long term you're actually 
it's better for them than than them wasting another year of their life on someone that wasn't sure or than someone who wasn't like all in. Yeah. And you know, it always just comes back to like, this is a lifetime decision. <laughs> you know, like these, I'm thinking in lifetime. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, and I'm also like, you know, and again, I, I keep coming back to like, I got to figure, you know, whenever I talk about people's like, Oh, I have the craziest dating stories. Whenever someone says they have the craziest dating stories, I'm like, yeah, because you're in them. There's something that you're doing. <laughs> there's something they have in common. Yeah, there's one crazy part about this whole, all these stories, and it's you. And it's like, I come back to that a lot where I'm like, you know, what am I not getting over the hump of? You know, like, and this is a me problem. The, you know, so to like say like, you know, why? Like, I don't, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of dig into my own thoughts and figure that out if that makes any sense right well how are you feeling like today about it like when did this actually happen like it's been about a month and a half and i feel sad and you know i hope you know we it's it's interesting our listeners are very good detectives they should start opening up their own private practices yeah Um, i've got even i have gotten some um inquiries yeah i'm sorry if i've ignored you if you dm me about this not really my story to tell yeah and you know in social media like we've talked about this before like there's this like you know the only reason we're having this conversation is because things do see and i made the joke when we first started this podcast like you you know you'll see my girlfriend on my so on my instagram like at the wedding the day before, <laughs> like, right the day like when i propose that's when right that's sure when. and that feels like you know and then someone becomes a part of your life and you know i you know now i'm like you know i don't believe there was any mistake and you know there's mistakes i made but like as the grander like our relationship isn't a mistake at all to me um but it's like uh there's things i take back now as far as like putting that stuff on social media and what to put on and what's an, you know, mm-hmm. how to be about that. And that's hard. Like I, would you I, put less, you'd put more. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. I, I don't know. I, it's hard. It's like, cause I'm, you know, you have to, I think with relationships, you have to like give it your whole being, you have to give it your all. And it's like to hold back, like that part of my life would be me not really giving it my all. Like I, I don't, that's not how I know how to operate, but like, you know, the social media stuff doesn't make it any easier. Like, you know, I'm a public person. You're a public person, Jordana. Like, you know, Mike is not, you know? So like, you know, that's something that like, I feel again, goes into the guilt category of like, you know, but, and then, you know, people say, well, they know that they sign up for it. I had a podcast before, but like, you know, no one knows, you know, like. Right. It's hard to, to, be respectful and be real at the same time in a position yeah. like this, especially when, you know, the content that we're doing, it's not like we run like a wellness podcast, like we run no. a podcast about dating and relationships. So it's very, it can seem very hard to separate the two or to respect someone's privacy or again, to not portray things in a way that feels like you're eliminating their side of the story. So that that's a big part of this too. Like I, Listen, I I can't tell people how to feel, um, but my goal isn't to like make anyone 
you know, feel bad. Like there's no bad guy. I don't know. Or maybe I'm the bad right. guy. Right. You know, like I, I, I'm willing to be that if that makes it so. I'm willing to be the bad guy if someone, if that makes it so someone like doesn't think badly of the person I was with because that's not what this is about. That's not. Right. You know, I like think people. I, People like to hear about a messy breakup. It makes if the drama makes them feel like yeah, they want juice. Yeah, they want juice. They want to know like what was the scandal, what was the thing. Um, and I think there a lot of the times there are those things. But I think at, at the end of the day, when it really comes down to, it's just two people not being right for each other at that time especially like timing I think is is a big part of it and like there's other when people get hurt I think there's a lot of other stuff that can feel very like dramatic and stuff like that that comes up all around that it's always easy to find that stuff but at the end of the day the crux of it is just that like two people were in a match and separating from something that's interwoven is very hard and very difficult but that's the hard part too it's like you know I'm saying I'm this isn't a match and the other person's saying it is and I'm like you know that's and that's really hard, you know, like that's hard for me to like turn my back on. And, and from the other side, I'm imagining that's horrible too. You know, like I know that's horrible. So like, yeah. And well, that's why it feels so personal. Cause it like can make, it can yeah. shatter your sense of like self-awareness. Yeah. It's, I wish I had better answers. Like that's the other, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't, and we, you know, we speak definitively on this podcast. Like I don't think we've ever, I think we've actually like said the opposite. We've never said we're experts. Like you do feel like, like, you know, doing this podcast, like it's fun, but like, you're like, who the fuck am I to even say anything about this shit? Like I, you know, but we've also said like, this is a commiseration. Like there's a lot of people, like so Mm -hmm. many emails that get written in here. I'm like, I feel that I know that, you know, like, and I'm sure someone's listening to this conversation being like, I feel that I know that or maybe there's someone in a relationship that they're not sure about that this like gets them to like I don't know make a decision for themselves that they never would have made just because they hear us kind of talking about it. I don't know I, I'm not you know I'm not looking to have some guy knock on my door being like you made my girlfriend break up with me like I know like I'm like <laughs> you know I I I do believe things are going to be fine for everyone involved it's just sad and hard and stinks, yeah you know the end of anything is always always really sad for both people not i mean obviously like it can feel a lot more painful for the person who's getting broken up with um especially if they don't anticipate it just because that's like a rejection rejections in any form any form are always very painful but i mean that is life things happen and i'm sure like at the end of the day you both will be better for it i'm i'm listen everyone's gonna be fine uh the you know, the the last I guess the last thing to say is like I like, you know, I listen, people can reach out to me and whatever question I'm not going to like I, I'm not going to answer. Quite, I don't know. I, I don't even <laughs> know. I'm going to answer. I'm not going to answer. I, there's you can nothing ask to answer. anything you want. But. You can ask whatever you want. But I, you know, I also want people to like respect like, you know, the idea of like, again, we I think this year or last few years, everyone's become very much aware of platforms and mm-hmm. and how you have to be careful with them because it's like it's three-dimensional you know like so like we have a podcast about dating that's the reason we're talking about this i've been personal on past shows so of course i'm going to be personal what you know but i'm also trying to respect someone 
who also doesn't have a podcast about dating where it's really stinks and is hard for them too. And like, I hope people can kind of like, you know, respect that. That's, that's my hope. But yeah. You know. And I mean, I thank you for, that, I think it, it definitely, Sorry, it definitely makes sense. No, that definitely makes to me. That makes a lot of sense. We're basically, basically what you're asking for is for people to respect the fact that you're sharing as much as you can. You want to be honest with them, but you also want to respect the privacy of someone who doesn't have their own platform, who can't tell their side of the story. Um, and I think our audience is respectful enough to understand that. <laughs> I yeah. Hope. I, and, and it's, it's truly, you know, this is the hardest thing I, in my life, you know, like it's a real, and I'm sure it's the hardest thing in their life too. And I know that. And I mean, I think like, if anything comes up as it pertains, to, like you, you share, I think you do a good job of sharing when it's relevant and the right amount of information to get your point across with your own experiences. That's taken a long, you know, I've done podcasts on this subject basically for eight years now. And like in the beginning, I definitely wasn't like as good at, about that as I am now. Like now any advice or opinions I have is based on experiences I've had in the past and that will come out over due time of you know my feelings on certain things as emails come through so but as far as a you know someone getting the juicy scoop I mean to me this is the scoop like this is what it is yeah this is the scoop and um you know I think breakups can be transformative and they teach you about yourself and again like I think you have more wisdom about yourself and about what you're looking for and about all of that. So you'll bring that into well, the rest of like your life. The, and honestly, so will she, Yeah, I think. And, yeah. And I'm doing, you know, there's this whole thing, like I'm doing all the like influencer stuff of like, I got to work on myself. I got to do, you know, I got to like go to, you know, I got to go to professionals. And I got to like talk it out with people that I, that I trust and love. And, you know, this is all to say um, it's, been hard and sad but not just for me for everyone involved families friends all that stuff so yeah well obviously um i wish you luck i know you i know you'll be okay <laughs> we have the rest i see you every week yeah um, well we're gonna i mean like yeah to let the audience know jordana has been uh an amazing friend throughout this whole thing and i think like i you know I've thanked you off air, but I'll do the thanking on air too because it's um, it means a lot to have like people you can kind of like go like get outside of it and go. What do you think of this? Like right, and and, and to I mean, have like and and have honest people with you, people who are honest with you and ask good questions, and you've done that for me, and it's like, you know. It's really good to have a friend like you. And I know like if you someone told me they went back and listened to you up from the beginning and they were like their big thing was like how cool it was to see us become closer. Oh, that's and funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really nice, sweet, funny thing. And I never thought of it that way because when we started the podcast, I was like, yeah, we're f I would I would go. Yeah, that's my friend Jordana. Like, I wouldn't think of you not as a friend, but I was like, but definitely not the type of relationship that we have now. And it's, yeah. Um, it's and I, very... I'm really appreciative of that, too. I think through the podcast and through our friendship, I've learned a lot about not only like 
myself and you obviously but like the way i think just that things are so much co- more complicated than than can be even set you know what i mean like people always want like the rule or the answer and things are so much more complex than that or a billion and a hero mm-hmm. um and i think that um we do our best to sort of like say that there's everything's a little bit in the in between yeah, I, I think that's like, I mean, the reason people like and, you know, maybe, you know, this that our our podcast isn't really in the sensationalism category of the iTunes charts. Like, right. a lot of this is diet and exercise. And like, I mean, even this conversation, like, of course, the breakup episode would be just, you know, two people that didn't work out. No, like, salacious <laughs> details yeah. to come in, you know, like, this is kind of the most you up kind of form of a breakup we and we've always said the hardest breakups are the ones that happen for seemingly no reason you know right and i mean i've i think i've been on on the jess side of this more than in terms of like my own personal experiences like i understand Mm -hmm. the pain and and how hard it can be again to like to go through this from the other end and the person from the person who's not always initiating it but I think it it is really interesting in talking to you and and I'm happy I'm I've been it's been not I don't want to say nice because like that's weird but like it has been like um I think something that brought us closer to to sort of go over these things and we have a dating podcast together but just to talk about it outside of that in real life um but just to get a sense from like the other side as someone who if you're listening and you're like me have been have been broken up with or have been um had that feeling of rejection just to understand coming from your angle that like it's not really about anything about you that you need to change personally or it's not necessarily about like what you did wrong um and i think learning that is or it's it's very hard to see in the moment even if you're the most like self-aware or intellectual person but like having space from it and now you know now after years of doing this podcast i look back at those relationships and i look back at those times that like um you know people have ended it with me or i stayed in something longer than i should have because i just was lonely or wanted to be there and i think that i have a lot better perspective about like you know the larger story and like not that Mm. not the villain not the hero kind of thing because it just it feels easier when you're going through it to do those things but then when you look back i think it's a lot clearer that like that's not really that helpful yeah it's uh you nailed it i i i think it's like it's so much of a gray thing and it's like it's also like we get so many emails like oh he ended it after three months did he just want to is he just a fuck boy and then it's like he ended after two and a half years. Uh, yeah. Is he an a-, a sociopath who led you know led me along? And it's like I I when, I think the the lesson of that is like you're never gonna be fully agreed with when you're doing something that you feel is right for yourself. And you know, as right. someone who uh, I loved being liked, <laughs> so it's hard. That's a very difficult thing for me, but um. This has been a, I don't know if therapeutic experience, but I hope, I don't know. I I hope this doesn't, again, I I just said I like being liked and then I'm about to say, I hope no one hates me for this, but it's not about that. It's just about. Right. I mean, I think the thing to remember in all these relationship questions that we have is like, no one sits out to be the villain. 
people are really doing the best they can. And sometimes they fuck up and sometimes they make mistakes or sometimes they didn't do everything perfectly. Like, I don't know if there is, if there is an ideal breakup, I would love to know. Like, I feel like the, the only ideal breakup is when both people are like completely over it before it ends. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that probably should have happened years before, you know, like they, right. they've, they've wasted the only, their yeah, own time on earth. That's a good so. point. Like the ideal breakup is a, um, is a overdue waste <laughs> breakup. of time breakup. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, listen, if you guys are still, are, are we done? Do we do it? I mean, I think we did. I mean, if you guys have more questions, you can email them. We, we can't promise we will answer them as we just talked about since, um, some of it is none of your goddamn business, but well, um, some of it's just something? like, there's they, like, <laughs> that, that, like, I don't want to make it sound like there's like something to hide. There's nothing to hide. Like, but it's right. Just, but like, I mean, it's, sometimes it's people want to know. I'm looking for respect. And that's you know, what I'm and, saying. Yeah. And yeah. And, and again, yeah. like, I like, there's so many times I wish I had the perfect answer and you're never going to have that. Like you wish you had that answer that makes everyone feel like oh like satisfied and i had enough food but like that's not how eating dinner works like some people get too full some people don't eat enough you know like it's just right yeah it's never on time just like you're saying like it's like and if it's on time then both of you wasted a bunch of time you know like it's like that's why People like like a cheating breakup story because they're like, okay, like now I can put that yeah. in that. There's or the like, asshole. Like, there's got, the good person. If you get sick, if you get cancer, someone wants to know it's because of something you did, so they can know how to avoid it. Yeah. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah, oh, they don't. The they don't want to. They don't want to hear it. Might be your phone, but we don't know. You know, like, right? That's what know, I'm like saying. It's, like it's that's the tough part about not having rules or not life. Life being in the in between is that like. Sometimes it's just not explainable in a one sentence. This person sucks kind of way. Yeah. Listen again, like there is an element where I'm like, I had to like, you know, I I've had days where I'm like, man, am I a fucking fraud talking about this day? And it's like, I don't think we've ever said, I mean, I know we haven't ever said we're experts. This is a commiseration. Um, I mean, I felt that way. I felt that way after every fight I've ever had with Mike where I'm like, what the fuck do I know? Or like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, am I the toxic one? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it was me the whole time. Right. <laughs> and Mike will be like, yes, actually it is you. Um. <laughs> Summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows let's do some awkward sex let's get into a lighter mood uup at betches.com uup at betches.com Dear J&J, thank you so much for keeping me laughing during this pandemic. And for all the great dating advice, here's the story. I was casually dating a guy I met on Tinder for about a month. Chatting early on, we realized we each had a bit of a kinky side, which I found exciting. Unfortunately, I soon learned that he wasn't so much a kinky dom type. He was just more kind of lazy and always wanted me to get on top. Sigh. That's really funny. Oh, I love getting kinky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Why don't you get on top and I'll just lay here, you know, all kinky like. That's so funny. (laughs) Can you imagine? You're like, oh, you Right. (laughs) Gets in. It's like like when you get someone to like clean up after you and they don't even realize that they're doing it. I love (laughs) someone who takes charge and they're like, oh, yeah, so that I can not do any chores. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Aside from that, we got along well and had fun together, so I let it go, knowing this probably wasn't a long-term match. One night after ordering Chinese takeout and a couple of drinks, we went to bed. We'd been having sex for a little while, and I paused to get a quick drink of water. Laying there in the dark, he goes, want a 69? In my head, I thought, "Oh my god!" Because I don't really find that position overly enjoyable. Especially after Chinese takeout. That's a fair I point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that crab rangoon was delicious. How about you put your asshole in my face? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what goes well with overeating all of your lo mein and you yeah. know ribs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would feel like, like if someone was on top of me during a 69 situation after Chinese food, they'd like, is that like it would be like them lying on a molehill, like my stomach just protruding. Yeah, like, and nothing sounds like sexy about that. But what do you think about sixty nine in general, Jordana? Are you a fan? Are you whatever? Are you against uh-huh. it? I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm I am not a fan. I think of it like a uh, two in one shampoo, which I also don't use. Mm. Both things, the things are better 
when they're on their own. I would, I find it hard to concentrate um, yes. on what I'm doing and enjoy the moment at the same time. I like them better when they're separate. I think when you try to combine them, like why are we trying to combine it? It's to save time. Is it actually hotter? <laughs> I just feel like I'm distracted by like what's going on in either direction. What, what do you think? Uh, I, I have the opinion that most guys love 69 for exactly the reason you hate it. Like we're getting <laughs> a lot done at once. Um, That's why the, guys like two in one. Uh, exactly. Shampoo <laughs> conditioner. <laughs> we love two in one. So yeah, per plus for men. Yeah, that was like the original one. I would also say that like it kind of shows you like like we get all the credibility of going down on you too. Like you're a guy who goes down on you and mm. you don't have to do like the you, like you get to just lay there. Like that, that that's a it, there's like well, subtle perks. Like and, and okay. also seeing a woman from that angle is kind of exciting. Like this guy says he's kinky but he just really wants to like see what an asshole looks like you know like i i think like that there's like the angle of it is just something that we've never seen before and you're just but it also should show you how mechanical men are like that like you're like i don't i can't get in the zone i can't concentrate on right. both at once and he's like this is the easiest fucking thing in the world like lay back <laughs> and move your tongue like fuck yeah keep a boner and move your tongue i can do that like it just shows yeah. you how different it is Totally think about it differently. Um, yeah, for me, it's much more about like the mind getting like, you know, getting mentally in that space. And this, mm. this position doesn't really do it for me in that way. <laughs> she writes, I have a big butt and I get in my own head worrying about <laughs> inadvertently suffocating someone whose face I'm practically sitting on. That's I another concern. Say, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would say to her, that's what turns him on. Like a big right. butt right in your fucking face. It might kill you. It might, you know, it, I think that's a, a big part of what he likes. It, it's underst- interesting that what you hate is what the guy likes. I understand that part of it, too, where I'm like, it's kind of, I think we've talked about this before in terms of, like, getting picked up. It's mm. like, sometimes when you're like, you're like, oh, I'm not like a super tiny person. Like, am I going to like her? I don't want to be like awkwardly like being picked up or it's like with the 69 <laughs> thing. It's sort of the same thing. It's like, Oh, am I, am I going to like suffocate him with my body? Yeah. But uh, you, face? here's the thing. Women don't really give guys the, the benefit of the doubt where we're like, we've, we've done that math already. We're, you know, like, I don't think the guy's looking at you being like, Oh, I might die. Yeah. Do it. Let's try it anyways. Like, the, like we've looked, we've assessed it. Like, I don't think guys, again, this goes back to like, going on first dates with a guy, is he attracted to me? The penis doesn't let you do things. And it's like, this is one of those things where like, the penis is like, get her to put her, her, her ass on your face. Like I like, right. I think we come from it again. Totally, totally no different. Pun intended, yeah. Different angles. Um. <laughs> You're right. Um, inadvertently suffocating someone whose face I'm practically sitting on but wanting to try something new with this guy who I already felt comfortable with I agreed to be honest it felt pretty good see we were both getting into it and after a few minutes I got the sense he was close to finishing so I kept it up instead I got smacked in the face with a long audible fart I heard him whisper oh my god as I jerked backwards to escape the fart zone at least in that moment, I wasn't worried about suffocating him. As far as I was concerned, he earned it. He I got off. 
<laughs> I got off of him, half laughing, half yelling. This is how people get pink eye. Can you imagine if she uh, imagine if she suffocated him just like as revenge? Oh my god! It was- <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> She's. Uh, I, I swear he deserved it. It was provoked. It's like a. It would be like a um a romance novel meets like a murder mystery. Yes. Man, you know. The the case of the strangling vagina. Um, thankfully my <laughs> thankfully my eyes were spared. But later on, I thought, why would he want to sixty nine if he felt gassy? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a miss uh like like view, like this is such like a, a view of this situation that like is not how he's thinking at all well i'm a little gassy but let's just go for 69 like that's not how he's thinking because he just doesn't have any sense of like planning out the situation you're absolutely saying? not he writes she writes or our guys just not that self-aware my nose and eyes are literally inches away from his asshole sincerely dutch la oven <laughs> oh, loving to get it. That's a good one. She's got a good that. name. Good name. Great. Dutch Eleven is amazing. Uh that's any others? Lo- I mean that, that beats all mine. I Dutch sure. L apostrophe oven is I mean, Chef's Kiss. Two farts up. Um <laughs> I had direct hit, the facial, and gust of gas. I like it. I had uh, I mine was a little more more uh like a medical term, I guess. Mm-hmm. I had um, the conjunctivitis cunnilingus, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds Conjunct- like an actual medical diagnosis. <laughs> it should be. I, I, let me let me uh, add on to that. Conjunct conjunct conjunctilingus conjunctilingus. Yeah, could, I like it. They should it, you put know, that like in the, the combination um, in the book of of disorders. Yeah, <laughs> conjunctilingus. There you go. Um, red flag or deal breaker? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely be annoyed. It depends. Okay. I think for this one, it would depend on how much he tried to restrain the fart. And sometimes you can tell. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Did it like, was he trying really hard and it like slipped out? Because that's like kind of just a red flag. If it was like a roaring, booming yeah, right. yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? You could see the particles. <laughs> Strength of fart needs to be considered. You're right. Yeah, or like, or how strong I get, get a sense of his attempt was what, to like hold it in. So what if he's holding it in? Like to me, that could make it more disgusting because if he's holding it in, all of a sudden you hear <laughs> like a balloon being pinched at the thing. You'd be like, come on, dude. Like I like what? A, how about this? You're on top of him. He throws you off, runs away, and farts. Are you better with that? Like, is he? <laughs> he's like, get the fuck off, bitch! Yeah. And he runs to the bathroom, and you hear he like in the bathroom, you hear, and he like just be airs it out. That's better. That would be better if he was like, "I'm so sorry, give me one minute." He runs to the bathroom. I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> I respect that." It's like you know what I mean because he's like taking some of the embarrassment. Sure, like it's a little bit of a vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like I don't even give a shit. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it, well, it doesn't help. Like Chinese food, I don't give a especially. Yeah, I don't give there a t- that might win. That might be the that's, name. <laughs> that's the name. Sorry, Dutch La Oven. That might, <laughs> I don't give a toot. This is very good. I, has this ever happened to you? 
Um, no. <laughs> I, I told you I don't like that position. Now I like it even less. Oh, no. We've ruined Mike's life. I, uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that I haven't had to fart during sex. Like, I've definitely had to fart during sex. I mean, it's I've just dealt a matter with, like, of when it would come up that it would happen. Well, do you do it? Do you just like let it go or do you try to like conceal it? No, you're trying to hold it. But then it's like that. that's again, like that's a concentration issue. Like, you know, got to stay hard. Got to like look into this right. also while holding in a fart. Like there's a lot going on. Like I can understand this happening to this guy. Like the idea that he just like blew it out. Like, I don't think that's what happened to me. This is a relaxation issue. He is having the time of his life. He's getting his dick sucked. He's moving his tongue around. He's just enjoying life. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, you know, like, and just, oh no. You know? Well, yeah. What was his reaction after that? I guess is the other question. Like I need someone to be a little ashamed, especially at first. Yeah. I, I mean, oh my God. Oh my one time, I don't know if I told this, but I was with a uh, a significant other in a hotel sharing a bath, and I thought it would be funny to fart in the bath, and it was not funny. I wouldn't think like, it was it, funny either. Well, the water I isn't thought... Even, it's not even like a jacuzzi <laughs> where the water goes in and goes out, like there's a filtration system. To me, I thought it was going to be like a big, like... You know, like a like a aquatic aquarium, like blah 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 blah. Like I thought it would be fun and and cartoonish, and it was everything the opposite. It was very real. It was very not cartoon. It stunk. It the 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 fart stink seemed to stick. I mean, it's probably like particles. <laughs> I would be concerned as someone prone to UTIs about someone farting in my bathwater. Yeah, the, personally, this is all fair. Listen, I I. Remember doing it, thinking it would be funny, and then within seconds going, well, that was a huge... I'm sorry. I, 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 I really didn't weigh the situation. Um, but a great story for me to tell on my big relationship-ending episode, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, we get it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone that you have broken up with in the past will now feel a little bit better about uh, that. They should all feel great. You. I'm just kidding. Hug your kids. That came out. Hug really your mean. kids. <laughs> it's okay. Hug your kids tighter tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, Johnny. Um, as soon as I said it, I was like, been? "That's so mean." <laughs> Kick me while I'm down, Jordana. I'm sorry. No, you were a treat. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. 
Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do another email. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, J&J. I started listening to you a few months ago after seeing Jared's Bachelor live screams, and I am hooked. I ended a 3.5-year relationship back in December, and you guys have made getting back into the dating scene so much easier to navigate. Thanks for doing God's work. That's right. Marketing, baby. Now, on to my question. For context, I am a 27-year-old female, young professional, and last June I moved across the country to a city I had never been to and knowing no one. After a few months of living there, I ended my 3.5-year relationship. After 2.5 years of distance, this girl is very into the... um. The point fives. <laughs> After point, 2.5 years of distance. Yeah, this is a statistician wrote in. There you go. <laughs> because he was supposed to move with me and ended up not doing so. I'm starting to date again, going on many first dates with a few leading to a second or third. I'm trying to be careful about not emotionally masturbating or putting too much pressure onto any of these situations. Essentially, my version of casually dating. I would eventually like a relationship, but want to be pretty picky after what happened with my ex. I recently matched with a guy on Bumble, but we haven't gone on a first date yet due to conflicting work schedules. I work in college athletics and have been on the road for the past few weekends, and he works late nights during the week. We do have plans for this week that will hopefully pan out. He has started to talk on the phone or FaceTime pretty often, and so far we seem to get along great. He is funny, cute, smart, and overall, I am loving the vibe. We've had some pretty open conversations about what we are into sexually, and he brought up to me how he's really interested in what he described as a one-way open relationship. Essentially, he is saying he wouldn't sleep with anyone else but would want me to. He says to him it is a turn-on and that due to him working so much and traveling, he would want me to be, to quote-unquote, be satisfied even when he isn't around. He asked if I would be into that or interested, and I'm not sure what to think about it. On the one hand... I'm like, this would be great. I have a guy I'm into who likes me and wouldn't be seeing other girls, but I would be able to see other people if I wanted to. I do currently have a friends with benefits that would be hard to let go of. So this is appealing. The other part of me doesn't understand how this would realistically work. If someone was really into me, why would he want to sleep with other people? Is this just a fetish? Isn't this just essentially approved cheating? What if this turned into a long-term relationship? I don't see myself wanting to sleep around with with other people once I really fell for someone. I know he got out of a three-year relationship about six months ago as well, and he said they didn't do this in in their relationship. Am I just scared of getting hurt again, so open to experimenting? This guy and I have really seemed to hit it off, and I'm not sure what to do. Essentially, it would be me continuing to do what I'm doing, going on dates and occasionally hooking up with people, but telling him when I do see these other people. He has also mentioned how he's super into going down on women women, and seeing them satisfied is a huge turn on for him. My friend and I have wondered, does this guy just have a super small penis and wants to compensate for this? Jared, I, I need to know what's going on in this guy's brain. Do I go for it? Jordana, what would you do? I do want to get married and have kids someday, but I know this guy does too. Is this a red flag deal breaker or maybe even a green flag? Help a batch out. XO, a very conflicted batch. I have to say, uh, I love this email because her assumption, I love that it first goes to he must have a small penis. Like, he likes going down on women. (laughs) 
Jordana, would you ever do a relationship like this? Where would you ever entertain the idea, like, uh, of a relationship where I want you say... get to sleep around and he is promising he won't in the way that he's bringing this up? I think probably not. I don't think I would be into it. I think I'm mm. I'm pretty into monogamy personally. And I think I would want to be monogamous with someone, especially if I, knowing myself, like if I'm very into someone, I'm not really looking to like mm-hmm. with multiple people or date multiple people. Um, I could see how it might work for someone else. But part of me was thinking like when he brought this up, is this just a way of trying to like keep it casual or mm. is this like sort of like maybe a fetish of his that he's bringing up in a more casual way? To me, it's more fetish than keeping it casual. Like, this is a weird... To me, it's a strange way to go about avoiding commitment. Like, like you can just go on a date and hang out and not text back instead of asking for them to go out and make sure there's... Like, here's the, the part... Sometimes the answers are in the email to me. She wrote the word satisfied many times or a couple times. They're, they haven't even gone on a first date. Good point. Yet. She's writing this before the first date. He says that this isn't something he did in his last relationship, which ended six months ago. I'll take him at his word. Okay? Let's, let's take him at his word. He gets he out of relationships before. That he, this is something he's doing now. To me... This guy watches a certain brand of porn and he's mm-hmm. trying to replicate the porn uh, that in his life that he wasn't getting from the last relationship. There's something called cuckold porn. Right. And, you know, that's when someone else is sleeping with your wife or girlfriend and you're watching or you're somehow uninvolved but involved at the same time. I, I don't really, I you know. In my right. travels, so I've come sort across of like, such porn, pornography. You think so he's I think, basically pitching this, this like, um, I'm really busy at work and I want to make sure you're satisfied as like laying the groundwork for this. Yeah, just that word. She wrote it in quotes. He would want me to, to quote unquote, be satisfied even when he isn't around. Like that's a very like, to me, this is all in the land of fetish. Like where he's basically mm-hmm. like, and he's trying to get agreements to his fetish. Like, and and for some people with a fetish like this, even the agreement would be hot to him. Like even her like entertaining this, he's like, this is kind of hot. Like that she's like even like thinking that she's not you know, like, like immediately turning it down, right? Yeah. The other and and she and and the reasons she's looking at it, this is like a maybe a good situation. She's like, this might be great. I got a guy who likes me. Wouldn't want to be seeing other girls, but I could see other people if I wanted to. Like, but she's then she comes around to the idea of like, well, I do want a long term relationship. I do want to like, um, you know, like uh, like how does this work in the long term? And it's like it doesn't unless you're into this as well. And which he's right. trying to feel. To me, this is him feeling you out for such a kink that he has discovered or knows about especially i feel like it's odd that he mentioned this even before the first date yeah like i want to be together but like you can hook up with other people it's like we haven't even met yet he's looking he's looking (laughs) to create an arrangement so that he doesn't have to like you know beat around the bush of like this is kind of what gets him off i guess like this is right that's my initial assumption just based on the way she's telling the story like you haven't met 
He's he's he keeps bringing up this word of satisfaction. Then he talks about going down on you and how like like listen, I I I enjoy going down on a woman as well, but like the I that doesn't go with like the idea of like. You know, I also don't say that after explaining, like, go fuck a bunch of other guys and then right. I'll go down. You know, like, that's... Just... Or would you say that, like, after a face... In a FaceTime date before actually, like, meeting someone? Yeah, like, I feel like there's I, a I just... lot of information to know about someone before you even... Absolutely. And and that's... The, to me, that's someone trying to prepare you for the thing that they want to make sure that... Like, they're trying to prepare you for an uncomfortable sexual conversation, in my mind. Right. And to me, I mean... Aside from all of this, uh, I think there's nothing wrong with it. But I think if you're looking for a long term relationship, this is someone who's leading with sex and they're being very explicit. Not there's nothing wrong with being explicit about what you want sexually. But I think there's a time and a place for that. And if you if you're looking for that in addition to a relationship, I think most people who are also looking for a relationship will start with like the getting to know you relationship stuff and weave the sex into it, at least after you've met. Um, so to me, this would be a sign that he's more in that hookup zone than relationship yeah, zone. I, I agree with you. And especially coming out of a relationship six months ago, like I'm taking him at his every word. So if you take him at his every word out of a relationship six months ago, he's yearning for, you know, some sort of sexual release that, you know, he probably does in private on his own. And then he's like, uh, he's feeling people out and this is him feeling her out and she's taking it as like, you know, well, how will this go 10 years from now? And he's like, he's right. like, just fuck someone else. I need it. Like, you know, like, it's like, it's funny that they're in, And she's like, maybe his penis is small and he's making it. No, 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 no. This is maybe his penis is small. I don't know. I'm just, I, that's not the first thing that came to mind for me. Right. To me, this doesn't scream like long term relationship potential. But that being said, if she's like looking to just like kind of explore something, she's because she asks, is this maybe even a green flag? So maybe she's like a little bit intrigued by that idea. In which case, like if you wanted to try it, but I would, again, I would sort of go into it knowing that it's less relationship focused and more kink focused. And and if you do, if you do go on the first date with someone like this, who's kind of angling, like I would just be like, is this what you're into? Like I would, I would be more curious, like, mm-hmm. Hey, um, uh, not that I'm weird because like everyone has a right to their own sexuality. Like I, and as long as it doesn't interfere with your sexuality. And I think like, if you're like date one, you're like, Hey, I'm looking for a real relationship. But, um, this whole idea that you've already brought up, like I gotta, like, if you do go on the date, you go like, mm-hmm. I gotta know what you're kind of getting at here. Like I would even like say it like that. Like, because I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never heard of such a thing, you know? Right. And give them the opportunity to be like real with you and maybe like even a little vulnerable with it. I and and you, what you'll probably find him going, yeah, I don't know. I, I this is kind of hot to me. <laughs> you know, like I, I think he would, you know, uh, or he's just a liar and he doesn't ever bring it and he like stops talking about it forever and you guys date for a little bit and then he goes away once he finds someone who will kind of like. I mean, to me, if his angle is to get that fetish like he should be on different types of you know fetish apps that exist out there i would assume right well he probably maybe those in the past maybe he is on those too but he's just also on the regular ones and his his strategy is to just be like before you get on the date throw it out there see if they like stop talking to you or like you know what i mean he's casting a wide net 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's play some games. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, guys. Love the pod. You guys are the best. I think I might have a good red flag deal breaker based off my current problem with my boyfriend. My boyfriend is 26. He has been lying to me about vaping for the past two years. Backstory. A few years ago, I noticed he was spending too much money on disposable vapes, and I just didn't like it in general. I voiced my problem, and he said, okay, I won't buy them anymore. Over the last two years, he would blame the ones that I'd find getting in his passenger seat or wherever on his friend. Um, since I would find them and believe they were his friends, I would make jokes about him blowing clouds with his vape at work every time he would say about him blowing clouds with his vape at work. And every time he would say no, I just love the idea of like finding vapes everywhere. <laughs> like it's a fucking like Easter egg hunt. Like <laughs> I went to go brush my teeth and there was just like a vape in and the, the sink. <laughs> He's like, I don't vape. I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, your friend is everywhere. That's great. I'm sorry. Continue. And just the idea of like her making jokes, you're blowing clouds with his vape at work. And every time he would say no. Okay. This morning I woke up and had one laying next to my leg since his vape had fallen out of his pocket while we were sleeping. I coincidentally made one of those jokes before bed and he's still, he's going to bed with it. This guy yeah. has a real vape issue. I, like it's, <laughs> He's saying that he doesn't do it. That's the best part. I coincidentally made one of those jokes before bed and he still denied it knowing there was one in his pocket. He thinks it's okay because his boss pays for them, loophole, and he do only does it at work, restaurant. It's not about the vaping itself. It's about him lying to me about it every time he because he assumed it would start a fight. I also feel like disposable vapes are for like college kids, not 26-year-olds. We've been together for six years and I'm 25 if that matters. Thanks, guys. So what do you think, Jordana? So I think this is a red flag or a deal breaker? Yeah, I think this is indicative of two p people who are on like slightly different um, levels of like trying to adult and um, also <laughs> communication issues. Um, I think it's like, like for, I, I can't believe she's let this go on almost for like two years. Like if I the second time that I found a vape at my leg, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I would be. I think I would be like, what's actually going on here? Like, you can tell me if you're vaping. Like, let's have a real discussion about it. To me, it's more of a deal right? breaker for him. How does she not? She's still buying this shit. She still thinks this is like she hasn't figured this out yet. Right. It's almost like he. I mean, I guess he's probably just kind of like, well, she's never made it like she's kind of seems like something she's sort of annoyed about. But she kind of like keeps saying taking all my excuses. Yeah, well, that's the, the the big problem with her email is she's like she's basically taking basically like taking this like lazy lie of like it's a friend and then she's finding vapes everywhere and then ignoring that and then saying her initial problem was because she said he spends too much money on them like and then at the end of the email she's like don't you think college kids do that it's like what don't you like like, I, I don't know what she doesn't like about she's them. turned like, off by it. OK, well, she's not really it. saying yeah. that she starts at you're wasting a lot of money. Then he says, well, my boss pays for him and I only do it at work. And then she's going, well, isn't this for aren't you a little old for that? And it's like, OK, then I don't understand. Like, it, it feels like she's like she should she should be real door. And just say she's like, not being real to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he, they're both, both. That's what I'm saying. Both. They're not having communication issues because she's not being real about like the heart of like 
what's going on and he's lying to her. Mm-hmm. So what I would just say is like, hey, like you're clearly vaping. They're everywhere. <laughs> this is clearly something you're into. I find it to be like kind of a turn off. Are you like, well, like, I, 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 I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you, you can go. I, I just I think would, she needs to is to me. This is like red flag deal breaker is is it a turnoff for you like she's like now it's like i just don't buy that she's like and now he's been lying to me i'm more mad about the lying no i think you're more mad like i don't now it's become the lying first it was the money then it was the vaping then it was the money that you know then it was the that he's lying to you like do you are you just holding on to this relationship at this point is really my question right I'm saying maybe she's kind of like she wants a different kind of life for herself. And this vape is like the symbol yeah. of like them being in two different places, maybe having different values or wanting different things. And I think that usually most fights are about something bigger, like the vaping to me seems like more of the symptom. But like, yeah, to me- I think there's bigger issues in this relationship than like, is he vaping or not? Yeah. To, to me, if, if, if my significant other, was vaping for two years and I found out I'd go I, I and I love them I wouldn't be like okay I gotta end this like the the vaping wouldn't like that's for 20 year olds I'd be like no are you addicted do you like it what do you get out of it like I would have more questions it wouldn't be like well I don't date 18 year you know like vapor like tiktokers you know like uh, that's not my right. response to me this is a sign that she feels like she's like more mature than this guy or or like is ready for more quote quote unquote like adult grown up things um and they're in different places so i think that's the real discussion totally that she wants to have with this person she should have that would it be a red flag or deal breaker for you they were vaping yeah i mean if i'm it's the kind of thing where if i discover that like first couple dates i might be turned off enough to not go out with them again but if i were with them long term like i found 20 babes <laughs> hidden all around this apartment I just imagine, we'd have to talk about it she goes into the cookie jar to pull out a cookie another vape i go to use my air fryer there's a vape in there it's hiding them seven of them right <laughs> um yeah i would have hoped that I, i'm sure that would accompany other weird behaviors that i would Absolutely. have noticed okay let's do another Let's see. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. They text you solely using voice messages before you've even met in real life. I matched with this guy on Hinge and we talked on the app for about two days before I gave him my number and I said we should meet up. When we started texting to plan a date and almost all of his texts came as voice messages, like where you press the mic and record yourself speaking rather than just writing it out. We ended up not going out for other reasons, but I found this so strange. I didn't want to send voice texts back and felt especially awkward since we hadn't met. Thoughts? So there's a couple of different voice message people that are out there. Yeah. And I think part of it is privacy. There's like, I know some people who exclusively do voice messages and it feels like it's because they're a certain level of celebrity. As crazy as that sounds. Really? Not to, say I'm te- not to say I'm texting with all these celebrities, but I'm just saying there's a very... Because they don't want it screenshotted? I guess so. It feels like they're trying... So I agree that there's a turnoff to this where it's like, are you it's Matthew trying Perry. to avoid... No. It's Matthew Perry. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to avoid 
um, being called out in a certain way. I would also say this is a very L.A. thing. So that kind of goes with the fame thing because they're driving more. Mm -hmm. So instead of texting and driving, they're doing it's easier for them to just do a voice memo. So maybe that's why I think of fame because I think of people in L.A. and I think of like all that stuff and it kind of works in it. So the driving and voice message thing go together. If it's a New York person, it goes into douche land for me. I feel like moms do this. Like I've seen like middle moms. a lot of middle-aged women do this. That is Really? Is your yeah. like my mom wouldn't even know how to do Not a voicemail. Not my mail. mom, but other moms. <laughs> other like I've seen it on like cool real housewives. Moms. Like real housewives oh. where they like record the message and then they send it. Well, Real Housewives, like that works into the the famous maybe, thought that I have. But I was thinking, like, maybe they're just bad. Like, we're so used to, like, you know, knowing how to text super fast or something. Like, maybe it's just, like, faster for them. I don't know. I, I That kind of goes into the world of, like, they don't want to be screenshot and posted Possibly, on New yeah. York Post. You know, like, I, 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 I just think you have – if they're driving – that's a good enough excuse for me. If it's not driving, I go, what are you trying to hide or what are you trying to get ahead of in the future that you're going to want to hide? Right. I would go on the date, though. I would go on the date. A first date? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. I I, I just want to see, you know. And I'd make fun person. of them for a little bit for it. And then, like, of I'd course. see what their reaction was. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to see them show up to the restaurant with big sunglasses and a big feather boa and a, you know. <laughs> Just to see right. how much of an asshole they look like. To me, it seems easier to send. In I, I get the in terms of like the screenshotting thing. It seems easier to like forward on a voice message. <laughs> well, because you can screen record, I guess. Or you can just like, like download the file. Like no, you just you, as much. They disappear. You? Oh, they do. You can do a do voice a message. On, I've got. I, I I've gotten them. The problem with them is you can't. You have to get back to them right away because you'll forget. So like I've gotten them from people and I go, right, I'll get back to them. And then I'm like, oh shit. Like at least with a written message, you can get back to like the message. Like, right. oh, what were we talking about? Like, or what was the last thing we were talking about? Like, that's why it Interesting. feels. I didn't know they disappear. Kinda, yeah. They don't stay there forever. So. I thought it was like an audio file. Sammy, um, Sammy Fishbein does this. She sends, she's the only person I know who does them and she'll, she'll send them to me when she has like a story to tell me. Yes. But she doesn't want to type it out. Yeah, well, I, I that that that's understandable too. I've had that happen too. Where, uh this is too much, but I'm just gonna voicemail. You know, that message. But that's a once in a while thing. This isn't someone that like immediately gets off the apps and all of a sudden, right? Like, yeah, to me, she like, wouldn't do that like casually. Yeah, you, there's a there's a plotting to it that comes with it to me. But I I definitely would go on the first date and feel them out. It wouldn't be the ender. Agreed. I'd have to like know a little more about yeah. it. Yeah, let's do one more. You ready? I'm ready. Red flag or deal breaker? They don't shower after coming home from the airport. Ooh, this is a good one. Inspiration. My boyfriend is flying home from a bachelor party that's landing at 8 p.m. tonight. I kept thinking how grateful I am that he's the type of person who will have to get clean before getting in our bed. To me, the red flag is not seeing the grime of air travel. Would love to hear your thoughts. So I felt pretty gross myself after reading this because I, if I take a red eye, I go right mm. into bed. <laughs> so I guess well, this girl this girl wouldn't date me 
which no, you're out. I'll have to come to terms with. Not to scare the shit out of this girl, but like your boyfriend coming home from a bachelor party and immediately getting in the shower. There's some other like things going on there that could be happening. I'm not saying that he's cheating, but I'm saying like, you know, there there's a first sprint to like, let me get clean. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's kinda, it could be happening. I, but... I agree. That's a good point. It's not like he's coming back from like a visit, visiting his grandma in like another yeah. state. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great point. Um, I mean, I would change. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to now defend myself from my disgustingness thoughts. Well, I here, change here's clothes. Another defen- I, I would like put on about, like pajamas or something. Are you someone who takes a shower after using the subway? There's some people or like we've had that in the past. They mm. they get in their they're in their clothes that they sat in the subway and they're sitting on a bed. Like some people are grossed out by that. And I've never it, and then I've never thought of it that way. But it is kind of I get where, where they're coming right. from. I mean, post covid world, I'm definitely grossed out by a lot more things than I mm. like was before. And there's a lot of stuff I would do before or like not think about before that now I'm kind of like, oh, like germs, gross. Um, <laughs> the subway thing, I, I again, I feel the same way about the plane. I, I'll change clothes, but I don't need to like shower. Yeah. I, I, and I listen, I, sh- I fly more than most people and I've mm-hmm. gotten back from a flight been like, fuck this. I need to get right in the fucking bed. Like I've never thought yeah. twice about it, but I'm also like, you know, I also this I think some of this has to do what with what you wear on a plane. I'm like in moisture wicking. Like I I prepare for a flight like I'm getting ready for like battle. Like I have like clothes that I would only wear on a plane. I have like you know it's all like I'm lulu'd out. I look like I'm ready to like take the kids to soccer practice in a suburban town. Like I am like a you're like a matcha a, drinking mom. You're like George Clooney and um <laughs> up in the up air. In the air. Yeah, that's right? me. He's like Just no like connections. <laughs> No friendships, <laughs> just miles. <laughs> Jordana, you're really hitting me at the heart in this breakup episode. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am being I am being very cruel. Um, no, he winds up happy at the end, I think. I don't really remember. Uh, we have that same empty apartment. And then he goes <laughs> in to like the niece's wedding and he's like, you know, Uncle Uncle Jared's never <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> I I I would say that it's not if 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 I was with a woman who like we got back from the airport and she was like let's get into bed I wouldn't think twice of it. Um okay so you're indifferent. Indifferent to this. Like I do get that it's gross but like it also depends how long the flight was. Hour and a half flight, who the fuck cares? We you know. Yeah, I'm same. I don't think I would I I do it, so I guess I don't care. Listen, I'm I'm not like looking to go down on them. Like, there's nothing worse than like, you know, flight funk. Like, I know my balls. Not great after a flight. Like, that's a good dating app prompt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we solved dating again, right, Jordana? There you go. We did it. Another week. Um, thank you for your vulnerability this episode. Thank you for sharing um, on behalf I, of the listeners. I know it's like not I, easy to talk about any of this stuff. Yeah, I hope me like la- you know, I'm laughing at the end of the show, but like, yeah, it's it all sucks. Um, and I appreciate your friendship. And, you know, I appreciate the listeners. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'll get nice messages. I'm sure I'll get. I don't know. Who knows? I, 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 I hope I don't get, you know, I hope. Nothing. I had no intent to, you know, 
to hurt anyone by telling the story. So, well, I think you did a very good job. So oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, listen, as usual, we agree to agree, and we, <laughs> <laughs> that a we nice solved healthy non-debate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I like that. Yeah, we'll agree be- to agree. <laughs> we uh are we have a great episode coming this sunday another sunday special so but keep telling your friends i mean this is uh we we kind of talked about it in the beginning this is really this podcast is made for times like right now a lot of things going on a lot of room for commiseration the summer's coming things are opening up dates are happening right jordana exactly we'll be there with you in your ear and uh, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.